There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning, live on my talk world 71 and live streaming on a device near you. I'm Jason Matheson. Alexis has the week off. My good buddy, my very own Jenna Lyons, Holly Roberts, joins me this morning. Good morning, my friend. Oh, hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. hey. And a hearty hey, girl. Hey to Ellie. Hey, girl. Hi. Hi, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> it is Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the day. Welcome to midweek. Welcome to Flight Attendant Safety Professionals Day. Welcome to International Retainer Day. Welcome to National Daiquiri Day. Welcome to National Hot Dog Day. Welcome to Raspberry Cake Day. Welcome to National Words with Friends Day. Welcome to New Friends Day. Stick out your tongue day. Take a poet to work day. So if you find a poet, take them to work with you. And welcome to your coffee. Cheers, everybody. Oh, cheers. cheers. Yes. Oh, there once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> There's your poem for this morning. Cheers. The end. Mm-hmm. Hey, girl. Hey. Yeah. Hey, girl. Hey. Mm. Hey, Holly. Mm-hmm. Am I here? Um. Well, I don't know, Jason. I see a visual representation of you, but as your body left to time and space, are you not? Are you not feeling of this planet anymore? I don't know. Oh. Ellie, am I here? Do you see me? For all we know, you could be AI. It could be. Ooh, good point. Or I could still be at the AMC Southdale seeing Oppenheimer. <laughs> if you were so lucky. I think it's still playing. If I, I don't know if anyone can get to a diner real quick, but go into Auditorium 10. That's where we were and see if it's still going. I think it is. So you think that your body <laughs> is still sitting in one of those seats and that you manifested yourself. You're an apparition now. And you're like, body, you stay. Uh-huh. You watch this movie. I got to work so mm-hmm. that you can stay here mm-hmm. and watch this movie. Or or the movie is literally still going and hasn't ended yet. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's one of those two things. Now, Oppenheimer, <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong, Jason. Okay. Oppenheimer, the runtime on that movie, which is out. On Friday, yeah, 
is three hours. Uh huh. Is that yeah. accurate or is it longer than three hours? Um, Holly, uh, it is very accurate. <laughs> Did they even give you a chance to pee? Um, no. Oh. Uh, uh, it is a, it is three hours. Ooh. It is three hours. Jason, I hear you loud and clear. Uh-huh. Um, I am, uh, there is another dumb embargo and this time I'm not going to piss off David Zaslov. I'm going to, I don't, I would anger Universal Studios. And since I love Harry Potter World, I have no intention of making angry the good folks at Universal. Well, Christopher Nolan is already mad at the people at Warner Brothers. That's why he's over there. Yeah. So, and I don't want to upset Christopher Nolan. I love Christopher Nolan. Some of your best friends are Christopher Nolan. Thank you. So, I'm not going to do anything today on today's broadcast to upset the good folks at Universal by breaking the embargo and telling you what I think of Oppenheimer. What I will tell you is I'm either A, not here, mm-hmm. B, <laughs> still in Auditorium 10 at AMC Southdale. Can somebody go check? Get, get a mall walker on that. Yeah. Just walk or, by. Or C, I am still asleep. Oh. It's one of those three. I think it might be a combination of <laughs> I think A. It is. Yeah. And C. Mm hmm. Three hours long. Three Here's what I. Hours. Three hours. Three hours. Here's what else I can tell you about yesterday's motion picture experience. And I'm allowed to say this because this is just. Um, what's the word? Atmospheric. Everybody in local broadcasting was in that auditorium. <laughs> um, I saw people I used to work with. Yeah, I've I, at other stations. Well, that's nice. I saw people at our station that I don't often see. Oh, that's great. I saw, I saw people at competing radio stations. Oh, I, I believe the entire KS ninety five uh, apparatus was mm. <laughs> at the movie list. Mm, because when I think Oppenheimer, I think. Adult contemporary. That's right. <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> I think Maroon yes. 5 has uh-huh. the song over the credits of Oppenheimer. Am I right, Jason? Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. It's actually Coldplay. Christopher <laughs> Nolan put Coldplay in one of the sequences. But no, I saw uh, Mark Rosen, oh. legendary sportscaster, and my buddy Mark Rosen. Legend. 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 He's an icon and uh, he's a good, good man. I always consider it a blessing. I always think of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The blessing! But I always consider <laughs> Grace died over 40 years ago. No, the blessing! Um, no, that I started at CCO with great people. Don Aww. Shelby, yeah. Dave Moore, Amelia, Mark Rosen. Anyway. So folks uh, were there. Folks were there. Uh, Dave Ryan, who we compete up against. But please, uh, I, I I love the, anic- the uh, archaic notion of acting like other stations don't exist. He's uh, a legend too. He's a legend too. 
I uh, talked with him, and then and then this is my favorite. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm sitting in there, and I'm talking to I'm talking to a variety of people. Yeah. And I and I see a I see a mid size human walk in. Mm-hmm. A sedan, if you will. Oh, oh okay. Four door. <laughs> little, you, you see a, a, Toyota Ca- sedan. a Toyota Camry person. Thank you. Uh, I see a, a Toyota Camry come in, <laughs> and it's our very own Julia Cobb. Why? Oh, what the hell? I'm sorry. Our- what? What the hell? <laughs> what? <laughs> What the Our- hell was Julia from the Lori and Julia show know. doing at a screening of Oppenheimer? Now, I say this. Uh-huh. I say this, Jason and Ellie, because yeah. I know Julia. Mm-hmm. I know Julia, and Julia can't. 90 minutes at most for a major motion picture is all that Julia Cobbs can watch. Yeah. So she was there for a three-hour movie that yes, has she no was. intermission. No. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, you should ask yourself that, Julia. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I didn't go to that movie because I knew I couldn't handle it. Yeah. I I know my body. I know my rhythms. Uh huh. <laughs> I saw um, Steve Patterson. Oh. In the wild. Oh my goodness. Did he I talk f- about trees or his muscles? Um, he was shirtless. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, I hope he got a blanket there. Yeah. I did freak him out uh, because I sent him a text message ominously. I just I just wrote turn around because <laughs> he was he was in front of me and he just he turned around like where where is he where is he oh god it was hysterical I <laughs> freaked him out for a, for a for a good 10, 15 seconds yeah uh, but yeah everybody was there uh, and that's how I know it was a big darn I was like I looked at Colin and look I've been going to these things uh, for twenty three years yeah my first job at channel nine was doing entertainment reporting so i've been hosting these movie screenings i've when we when the station would sponsor them i've been going to these press screenings for 23 long damn years and you can always tell you can always tell when it is a blockbuster you can always tell oh god this is this has good word of mouth when what happened last night happened and that is all the the local media folks ascend like monkeys <laughs> like they ascend they 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 come down from on high yeah. and uh they come from pride rock and they they and they gather in front of the fire gather. That's which right. is uh tended to by Nicole Kidman of all mm-hmm. people of all people That's right mm-hmm. So Tomorrow, I will get to tell you how I feel about Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. If, th- if your body and your spirit have rejoined together. Yeah. Oh, I let me. This is a perfect way to end this. So, so I'll end it with a tease and with a question that just came in via Twitter. Perfect. So the tease is uh, now today in the eight o'clock hour. Did I put it in the eight o'clock hour? Yes. Uh, today in the third hour, I will get to finally review Barbie. Because that embargo has been lifted. Yay! And then tomorrow, I will give you my thoughts on Oppenheimer. You've got mail. And I'll end with the answer to this question from Megan uh, in Minnesota on Twitter. Uh, a very dedicated my talker whom we love. Not Megan Lane, the other one. Jason, which feels, feels longer, Oppenheimer or Titanic? Ooh. 
It's a great question. Great question, Megan, in Minnesota. And as we go to break, I will tell you. Oh, Bradley. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Again, speaking of Barbie, we'll be talking about the movie coming up in our third hour. But right now, this is hour one. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Right here on my talk, everything entertainment, everything. Ooh, girl, that was long. I'm Jace with Holly and Ellie. Uh, Alexis is off this week. Uh, we're going to talk Taco Tuesday with Holly. Oh, uh, uh-huh. even though it's Wednesday. But you know what? It's fine. Okay. It's fine. You we know can what? do whatever we want. That's right. You know, thinking about units of time before we move on, this yeah. show, yeah. Jason and Alexis in the morning, uh-huh. is one Oppenheimer in length. That's right. We are an Oppenheimer. Oh, I love that that's now a unit of time. That's it right. Is. This broadcast is an Oppenheimer. And yep. I will tell you, and I really, really mean this. So now the answer to the question that was posed to me before the commercial break, because I can't say anything or universal, uh, there'll be a dart in my neck. <laughs> yeah. Ah! Right there. So I can't review it until tomorrow, but I can answer this question. Posed by a my talker. Did Titanic or Oppenheimer, about the same length of time, feel longer? The answer? Oh, that didn't. That's not what I meant to do. Oppenheimer felt longer. I have a feeling I know why, and we won't be able to talk about it today. Yeah, yeah. But tomorrow, I have questions. Okay, I have answers. Great. And I will say, too, this show never feels like three hours to me. It, Rarely. It never feels like an Oppenheimer. No. I mean, it usually flies by. Yes, agreed. So, there we go. Oh, thank you. It is now um, Wednesday. But we're going to talk about Tuesday. Right, Holly? That's right. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> you know it. You love, love it. it. Maybe mm-hmm. you celebrated it yesterday. Well, this is a story, Jason, that we talked about earlier this year concerning a battle between Taco Bell and Taco John's. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yes. Over the phrase Taco Tuesday. So, Ellie, I don't know if you know that Taco Bell and Taco John's have been in a little kerfuffle over the phrase Taco Tuesday. Taco Bell filed a petition against Taco John's claiming that that phrase, Taco Tuesday, is generic and should be free to use for any purveyor of tacos. But since 1989, Taco John's has held the trademark of Taco Tuesday in every state except New Jersey. Apparently, there's this place called Gregory's Restaurant and Bar in New Jersey, and they couldn't quite get it from them. But here's the deal. Uh, the CEO, chief executive of Chaco John's, said that it would cost a million dollars to defend that trademark. And they told the Wall Street Journal it's just not worth that amount of money it would take to defend it. We'd rather take that money and put it towards a good cause. And that's what they're doing. Taco John's has pledged $40,000 to the children of restaurant employees, which is a, a nonprofit. So... You can say legally now throughout the land. Happy Taco Tuesday to you, Jason. And happy, happy Taco Tuesday happy to you. Happy Taco Tuesday to you, Ellie. 
Happy Waco Wednesday to you as well. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. Taco John's was like, eh, we're just not going to fight it. Taco Bell, go ahead. Use Taco Tuesday. That's so smart. They probably would have lost. Uh, You think so, Ellie? Uh, yeah, I do. Th- I think it's like kind of one of those common zeitgeist words that like you very easily could argue that it's used so much without litigating it that why wouldn't Taco Bell specifically be able to use it? It's not like Taco John's is suing everyone who says Taco Tuesday in their business post. Yeah, it is one of those. Uh, I compared it. It's a little apples to uh, nectarines, but. It's the arguments, the, the, some copyrights use where an, an entity, an item, a character, whatever, becomes so big that it actually belongs to the public and not the creator. The, the, the example that is getting ready to be litigated, Mickey Mouse. Has, has Mickey Mouse gotten so big that it really belongs to the culture and not the Walt Disney Company? Ooh. Boy, that legal you know matter. I mean? Yeah, that's coming up in a couple of years. Yes. I would love to be inside the Disney attorney oh my God. vault. Right. <laughs> and right. Because you know that there is a whole bunker full of attorneys who are scrambling over how the heck we can preserve Mickey Mouse because we have built our brand on this over the past hundred years. Yeah. <sighs> can you imagine? <laughs> I, I it's like want... the Area 51 of attorneys out there oh. in the middle of the desert. Because <laughs> Disney just has a building full of lawyers. Yeah. I mean, that's all That's all they... Just one, one full building. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a warehouse yeah. out in Glendale, California. Yep. Just a lawyer building. Yep. Next to the Imagineers. I want to go to there. That's right, Liz. I want to go to there. Oh, my goodness. So, everybody, Taco Tuesday, it's yours. It's for the yours. people. Right. Use it, Ellie. Go ahead and say it. You won't get sued. Happy Taco Tuesday, everybody. Yay! Thank you. Hey, you know, speaking of Ellie, um, before we go any further, I because you know my memory, and again, I'm half asleep, Holly. I'm really not here. Uh, I'm in Auditorium 10 at AMC Southdale. (laughs) I'm glad that you could even get your apparition to come into the studio. That takes some willpower. This is like my... The same people that uh, brought you the Whitney Houston hologram is bringing you t- me today. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Hey, no, speaking of Ellie uh, and the woman who brought her into the world, uh, with a little help from her dad, um, the <laughs> Stephanie Hansen, I want to say congratulations because Steph is a family member here, obviously, the Weekly Dish, uh, uh, been on for years. Ellie, how long has your mom, do you know, I, I don't know the answer to this. How long has the Weekly Dish been on the air? Um, the weekly dish itself, I think, is running close to a decade. She's that's been right. at the station for about 15 years, though. Yeah. I had her fired once, but I mean, that's, you know, we've litigated that before. <laughs> that's yeah. neither here nor there. That's, right. that's your business. That's that, your yeah, business. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your mom loves to bring that up every so often. Anyway, uh, but no, uh, yesterday uh, it, it was made official so I can talk about it. I've known it was in the works for a little while, but I want to say congratulations to the to the Hanson. Uh, because she's officially uh, part of the uh, Fox uh, Fox Nine family over here with local programming, she's going to be doing uh, uh, cooking shows. Uh, she's going to continue to be a part of the Jason Show, and now it's official, official, official. So I'm very happy for. Her. I'm proud of her. 
I love your mom very much. So I just wanted to say congratulations to Miss Hansen. So there we go. She's a trip. She's a trip. Yeah, very, very popular on my show. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Hey, everyone. It's Alexis. I want to talk to you about My Genetics by Health Partners, a community health research program with no-cost genetic testing. This incredible program scans your DNA for breast and ovarian cancer, colon cancer, heart disease, high cholesterol, and more. I did My Genetics last year, and I can't recommend it enough. By getting a better understanding of my DNA, My Genetics can help me detect, prevent, and treat risks before they arise. Know your genes and unlock a healthier future like I did. Visit healthpartners.com slash your genes. Welcome back. Still dancing with Jason and Alexis in the morning. Right here on My Talk. Later on our My Talk app. You know, we make it convenient for you. If you miss an episode, don't worry. No. Got you. All episodes available on our website now. Coming up, a perpetual stew with Holly Roberts. Mm-hmm. You ready for that? Uh, but first, I love Charles Barkley. You love Charles Barkley? I love Charles Barkley. Huh. Yeah, I always have. Yeah. I think he's a trip. No, I don't. I haven't always agreed. You know, sometimes he says silly things that I don't agree with, but I think he is entertaining as all get out. Uh, And I don't even watch the NBA. I certainly don't watch commentary on the NBA. But every time a clip is provided of NBA on TNT and, you know, he's part of their broadcasting team, uh, I watch it. I, I ingest it. I loved him on the late night shows. I always loved him on Letterman. Well, I love him again now (laughs) because he's trending today after buying an entire bar, some drinks. And it's what he said as he was buying these drinks uh, that make me love him. Now, this clip is heavily bleeped Mm -hmm. because as you can imagine, Charles likes to use a colorful word. Uh, from every so often, mm-hmm. not you know, FCC and, approved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Anyway, so he b- offered to buy a round of drinks at a Lake Tahoe bar, uh, but he used it as an opportunity to kind of roll his eyes at the ridiculous Bud Light uh, boycott. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. and and then have a message of love at the end that I really appreciated. Uh, listen to Charles. Talk to these bar goers. I'm going to buy some drinks for y'all. And I'm going to buy Bud Light. <laughs> hey, and let me tell you something. All you rednecks or who don't want to drink Bud Light, <laughs> Hey, y'all can't counsel me. Hey. I ain't worried about getting canceled. Because let me tell you something, if y'all fire me and give me all that money, I'm gonna be playing golf every day. (laughs) So listen, as I said last night, if you're gay, God bless you. If you're trans, God bless you. And if you have a problem with them, you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mr. Barkley, yes. Oh, Mr. Barkley. Yes. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I, I continue to be just baffled by the continued uproar over that nonsense. I really do. It yeah. just still, 
out of the, if you grab the legal pad and you wrote issues, you know, things that the world needs to deal with, mm-hmm. <laughs> the fact that this is a thing just cracks me up. Ugh. And it just really does. I, I, I don't understand it. And I especially love the Yahoos that continue to buy Bud Light and run it over with like tractors to make videos. I'm like, you do realize, hmm. you do realize you're still, you're, it's all performative. You don't really yes. care because if you did, you would realize, you knucklehead, you're still giving money to Anheuser Busch. So your protest is just performative. Yeah, and you don't actually know what it's about. Yeah, you're doing it for attention. You're doing it for clicks. Yes. Yeah, you, you have already invested yourself in the capitalistic system that is called buying stuff. Yeah. And Anheuser-Busch doesn't care. They just care that you're buying it. <laughs> Spoiler I, alert. I, And it's been my theory of there's a chunk of these folks that have no idea really what they're protesting has been proved to me maybe three or four times. We have a person in, in, in our life who thought, who thought this was an entire campaign. Interesting that it, this was a camp. This person thought that the Dylan Mulvaney was like a series of commercials, like TV commercials. Oh. It was a whole campaign. Right. No. no where the and I'm Dil- like, no, no, it was no, a, no. so dumb. Well, it, was, it was a can. I think they sent three cans that they had done a one-off, like printed their uh, Dylan's face on like three cans to make one social media video. Mm-hmm. One. Right. It wasn't TV commercials. It no. wasn't a, it wasn't a full fledged Barbie esque camp marketing campaign. No. And then the other thing that uh, I encountered recently within the last four weeks, it was right around pride. Actually, ironically enough, I had never, I had never come face to face with this other than the person in our family that we had to kind of have a conversation with, but we went into an establishment uh, up by the lake and my mother-in-law proudly drinks Bud Light. We sat down at the bar and we, she, you know, per usual, I mean, it's, this it's, 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 we do this 1400 times a year. Yeah. <laughs> we sit down at a bar and I go, hey, I'll take a Tito soda lime. Colin orders his. I had my friend, hey, hey, Haley with us from L.A. Haley orders her. And then my mother-in-law says, I'll take a Bud Light. And the bartender, who was very nice, said, um, I can't give you that drink. And my mother-in-law, you should have seen her face. Mm. <laughs> can't give you a Bud yeah, Light. We don't, Excuse we don't, me? <laughs> we don't serve that. And my mother-in-law, right away, I saw her face. She goes, well, why is that? And then the bartender said, well, for political reasons. But what was funny, and the reason I tell the story is because it it goes with the performative thing. We looked at the taps. They have other Anheuser-Busch products. Right. So what do you do? It's like someone's not solving for X. No, I'm like in any of this. I mean, dude, you do you. You have the right. I don't like it. I think it's a little, not a little, I I think it's silly. I really do think it's silly. Um, However, you can do that. I don't, I I personally, I don't care. 
you can do that and I can choose not to go there. You know, Mm -hmm. it's fine. I'm not. Let me be crystal Carrington clear about this. That establishment has every right to do that. It's a business. They can do what they want. However, I just think it's silly because you have other Anheuser-Busch. You're not you're not you're not boycotting Anheuser. You're not. Right. When you're selling their other products, what, so what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's performative. Right. The puppet show. Yeah. Well, you know, Anheuser-Busch owned by Anheuser-Busch InBev, which is a global booze conglomerate. Their revenue, $52 billion in one year. There are a lot of brands yeah. that are under that umbrella. So, yeah. Now, look, it is true. Uh, Bud Light has lost market share. They're no longer the number one, no, number one, no, number one beer. That just is to true. be fair, mm-hmm. I'm just you know, I want to be very clear on all this, but I just personally think, oh my, we have other, we have other walleye to fry. <laughs> we have other walleye to fry. Hot outside, um, you guys. Yeah. What's this? Uh, when we come back, when we come back, um, we got to talk about this perpetual stew. Oh yeah. Is, I'm, I'm assuming this is in reference to the temperature, Holly. No, this isn't. This is a legitimate, actual perpetual stew that has been cooking in New York <sighs> City for a whole month. Oh my God. And people are eating it. I couldn't be more excited <laughs> if you paid me right now. <laughs> but by the way, it is hot. And we, we have had the hottest temperatures on record yeah. This summer and many parts of the world are experiencing heat waves. So I'm just going to say that and put yeah. that at the top of our legal notepad on things to consider and to contemplate. And also contemplate this. Buy tickets to the Cat Video Festival. There we go. A yeah. dollar for each ticket will go to the good folks at Caring for Cats. Oh. They're people that care for cats. So nice. That's right. It's uh Thursday. What is it, August uh, 3rd? Yeah. yeah. Thursday, August 3rd. Coming up. That's CHS Field. So go check the go check out the ticket link. Go get tickets and come see us. It's always a good night at the ballpark. We're going to take a break. That's Stu when we return. Hey, everybody. It's Jason for Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Uh, Colin and I were at Red Cow yesterday before Oppenheimer and took advantage of that happy hour. Uh, it is the best happy hour. Red Cow and Red Rabbit just expanded it. Tuesday through Friday. Tuesday through Friday. 2 to now 5.30. Great deals. Uh, because they've divided it easily into a 6 7 and $8 menu. That's right. $6 uh, selected wines and beers. And at Red Cow, $7 uh, margaritas. Oh, so many varieties to choose from from that menu. And then... menu is all about the food. Their homemade chips and dip. That's what we had. The uh, ahi tuna crisps. Love those. Had those. Homemade cheese curds, truffle fries. And then my main entree, I got the happy hour double barrel sliders uh, and the 60-40 sliders. I didn't get both, but you know I could. Anyway, grab your friends this week and run to red for happy hour. My review of Barbie coming up in our third hour. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Thanks so much for being here. I'm Jace with Holly and Ellie. Alexis has the week off. And now it's time for Stew Talk with Holly Roberts. Mm, Yeah, Jason, Ellie, because I know exactly what you want to talk about. 
on July 19th, on a day when it's going to be almost 90 degrees, is stew. Winter's stew. favorite meal. Well, there's a stew that's been cooking for 40 days in Bushwick, Brooklyn. And people are lining up around the block to have a taste. It's called what? Perpetual Stew. And this woman named Andy uh, Annie, we'll just say Annie, she started this. Now, she runs a popular Instagram account. It's called Depths of Wikipedia. So she's got her own little following. But she decided in early June that she was going to start cooking a perpetual stew and hang out in the park. And anybody can come and grab some. (laughs) Does this not sound like something Alexis would do? Absolutely. (laughs) A hundred and fifty percent. And I'll tell you why. Because perpetual stew is nothing new. It has its roots in medieval times. when When peasants hardly ever emptied out their cauldrons. And they just let a stew perpetually simmer in their fireplace so that everyone could always have something to eat. B. Arthur does that with the brimstone mixture in her office in uh-huh. her cauldron, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's full of uh, Starbucks ice lattes and parliaments. That's right, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just perpetually all the time. Yeah. Just cooks. Just yeah. cooks. Have either of you guys had something like this? No. Have you? I've, I mean... I've had leftovers I shouldn't have. I've always wanted to try this though because I am familiar with like the, like the ancient history of it, and I'm pretty sure the oldest like still going perpetual stew is something like forty years. Let me guess, your mom made it for you <laughs> back in the day. Hanson tried making something yep. out of it, didn't she? No, that, that's that, <laughs> if she did it, it'd be, it'd be oats. Oh, yes. Ellie, you're absolutely... Crunchy granola to make something hearty. (laughs) Does she like a a good oat? Oh, she she kept trying to get me on that... What's the, like, overnight... Muesli. I was 14, and she kept trying to get me to eat muesli in the mornings. Don't diss the muesli, Ellie. I was 14. I didn't want it. (laughs) (laughs) Because Alpine muesli, no sugar added, man. Mm, that that is some good business. <laughs> I've never had muesli, Holly. Ooh, seriously, yeah. it's good. Okay, it's a mix, but it like tastes like a mix between like hydrated chia seeds and oats, which okay. is right in the Venn diagram of things that I enjoy. Because I enjoy overnight oats. Oh gosh, oh, really? I love. Oh yes, Colin thinks it's disgusting, but I love overnight oats. Sorry, oh. I didn't mean to di- move on from the stew, but yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. It's all these things. Uh, uh, an AbFab is Alpen no sugar added muesli. So go find that in a store. But I digress. But yes, a perpetual stew. This is cooking in Brooklyn. Do you think we should have a perpetual my talk stew? Let's do it. We could just put a set up a crock pot. Yeah. Put it in the studio. But I, I guess I don't want it in the studio because then it would kind of stink. And I also don't want to get yelled at by Lori and Julia because they are very <laughs> territorial about the way that the talk studio smells Very. and looks. And I want to respect that. I want to respect <laughs> boundaries. Uh-huh. But it's like the time that we cooked a whole frozen turkey in an instant pot in the control room. For uh, Colleen and Bradley. For, for Colleen and Bradley. That thing looked a little gray. I know. When I heard you guys <laughs> describe the meat as gray. It was a little gray. I thought, that's just vile. 
It was. It was. But we could make a beautiful perpetual stew. But loving the idea, genuinely, unironically, loving the idea that this woman is hanging out in the park <laughs> and anyone can grab a bowl and take a scoop of the stew and feed themselves. It's a very lovely community idea. And I genuinely really like this. Especially, it's like one of those little libraries, you know, the oh, the, yeah. the free libraries, the little book, the little book houses, yes. the birdhouse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, building some community. Take some stew, leave some stew. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, maybe that was a bad uh, uh, comparison. Thank you, Ellie. You're right. That's just, yeah. yeah, probably bad. Probably bad. Um, okay, we're gonna start this conversation, and then we'll continue it into the seven o'clock hour. Uh, Holly and I were having a text conversation uh, yesterday because I I don't want to I don't want to uh, speak for you, Holly, but I think the two of us and maybe Ellie too we are surprised that the Miranda Lambert chastising the fan story fans has the legs that it has. People are still talking about it, and more than that. <laughs> Holly and I are in the minority, it looks like, in our opinion about it. Yeah. <laughs> genuinely, <laughs> genuinely shocked that our opinions yesterday, which, spoiler alert, my opinion, Jason's opinion, were like, hey, respect the artist, Miranda Lambert on stage. And then a lot of people were like, no, I paid for this ticket. I should be able to do what I want. There is a very, very hard line between side A and side B, so much so that Whoopi Goldberg actually walked off the set of The View yesterday when the panel was talking about this very topic. It got so heated that she actually left. (laughs) Excuse me, what? That's where I was like, what is going on with this story? It has hit a nerve with people. And uh, Holly and I, in our text message, we were both uh, saying the same thing that I don't think our opinion has changed. Now, Holly, it's been a few hours since we texted. Has your opinion changed? I'm going to look at my phone. No, absolutely not. My opinion has not changed. And it, and it won't. I, no. I feel like I'm very stubborn on this uh, on this Miranda Lambert topic. And I will and I hold my same opinion. And if that means that I'm telling you to get off my lawn and I'm shaking my fists at clouds, meaning that I have an antiquated view on these things. That's okay. I, I sit in my truth. Well, and now Ellie represented 99.8% of you yesterday. <laughs> Holly and I thought it was more fitty-fitty. But yeah. it was... No! <laughs> no. Ellie was the voice of the people. But listen to this. You've got mail. And again, we'll continue this and we'll take calls and uh, on the other side. Don't call yet. We'll, we'll, we'll continue in the next hour. But Barefoot Contessa writes this, Holly. And let's see. This is interesting. Jace, OMG, I changed my mind about the Miranda situation. I saw a new audience view picture. And it was the five women standing and having a full-on photo shoot with a bright camera flash. Mm. I am now mm. definitely on Miranda's side. Ooh, interesting. The evidence mounts. See, that's what we said in the in the waning moments of our conversation yesterday. I think you said it or I said it. Uh, there has to be more. Miranda had to have seen something. 
it wasn't just a quick photo because I'm reading some of the comments like, well, when haven't you taken a picture at a concert? Absolutely. Yeah. But my feeling was these women probably it was a long process that just started to irritate Miranda after a while. Well, and that this was so and we said it yesterday, Miranda Lambert. So she was performing in Las Vegas over the weekend and this all happened when she was performing a very intimate ballad. It was soft. It was quiet. When you yeah. hear the audio, she's up there on stage having an intimate moment with her audience. And then she stops the song, and that's when she tells the women not to take selfies and to listen to the music. She's like, we're here to listen to some damn country music. Let's start it again. And she does that. Because people did use the ballad uh, explanation to say that might be a horse of a different color. That it's a softer song, so it makes a little bit of a difference in in defense of Miranda. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, I I think that is one of the factors in my defense of Miranda Lambert because I am with the artist. I'm with Miranda Lambert on this one. So. Well, we okay. So in, the, uh, in about two to three minutes, give us a call. We want to hear from yeah. you, and we want to hear from those that are with Ellie, the ninety-eight yeah. percenters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What a great conversation. 651-641-1071. You got to hold for a little while. We'll be back in a few minutes. So stay right there. Hour two begins right after this. Storm damage. Hey, if you got some on your roof and you need some help, go to GTR Roofing. Give them a call. Have them out for a free estimate. They've got you, of course, the sooner that you get to it, the less damage that will occur. And, of course, your roof is most susceptible. I've heard some hailstorms happening a few weeks ago. Now is the time to have someone from JTR Roofing come out, assess the problem, and get to work. They have lots of experience working with insurance, so they can help with that. And, of course, roofing is in the name, so, of course, they can help with the shingles, the soffits, the fascia. But they can also help with so many more of your exterior projects. They can do kind of a multi-bid and help prioritize what projects to do. They can help with your gutters, windows, decking, siding. And right now, if you mention me or my talk, you can save $1,000 on roofing, siding, or gutters. 651-777-7394, jtrroofinginc.com.